We live. I've been saying a warm greetings. Oh, but a warm greeting again to everyone listening. Hello, Sanbonani, Dumelang, Nda, Varimena. Welcome again to the Wisdom Podcast. It's honestly amazing to serve you through uh, biblical teachings. And today we are concluding the sermon series, God Attends Church. Uh, today I'm hoping to relax. So I notice every time I preach, I'm like, I'm getting straight to the point. So today I'm hoping to relax. I'm hoping to breathe. Um, it's just I get super excited sometimes. But yeah, so we're going to be reading from John chapter 1, verse 14. Um, also, hello to my Weeby family. Hello to my Weeby fam. Uh, yeah, these guys, I love them so much. So John chapter 1. Verse 14. I'm going to read just the first two sentences. I think I should be able to extract the word of the day from the two sentences. And the scripture says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen the glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory holy spirit speak through me i cease from saying anything and i give you permission to say everything that you want to say in jesus name amen all right so today's title is God's consistent commitment, okay? God's consistent commitment. Now, what I want to open with today is, you know, during the series, we were talking about, I think it was episode three, if I'm not mistaken, episode three or four, we were talking about how church is not an entertainment center. And it's easy for the minister to treat it as, a, as an entertainment center when they're preaching for amens. But what I want to say today is as a minister, including myself, we do not preach for amens, okay? The objective of preaching is not to get an amen. The objective of preaching is leaving the Father's heart. I'm going to say that one more time. The objective of preaching is expressing the Father's heart. Or you can say leaving the Father's heart, you know, on stage or whatever the case is. The objective of preaching is just showing what the Father wants. And today, I want to I talk to you about the Father's obsession. Okay? I want to talk to you about the Father's obsession. There's this clip we see on TikTok where like, people had, you know, you know, when people go out for partying, there's this phone they normally hold and they're trying to get a message across you know, and I thought of that. It was to me, it came as if imagine if I opened God's heart and I got an opportunity to read his heart using that phone. I wonder what would it have written here. And this is what I came to. If I were to read God's heart, it would say people because God's obsession is people. Now, hear me out. If you're one of those guys who just like, hi. I'm not a people person or I don't like people. Chances are you might not like God as well because God is obsessed about 
people. God loves people. And today I want to extract a principle that is found in John 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The principle there is consistent commitment. God has sent Jesus Christ to show us consistent commitment to people. Now, today I'm actually talking about people need to be consistently committed to church. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. People need to be consistently committed to church because the reality is once you are consistently committed to church, it is only a matter of time where glory shall be revealed. It's the principle. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who's us? Us is people. When two or three are gathered in my name, I shall be amongst them. That is the church. You remember that's the definition of, you know, church. So God dwelt amongst people and he committed himself consistently to people. And we beheld his glory. Could it be that some of the glory that we were supposed to see in your life, we missed it because you weren't consistently committed to the church? I'm a product of the church. In fact, the reason I can preach is because I am consistently committed to my church. I wake up early to go sort out the sound. I preach Sunday school. Like the only department I haven't been in a church has to be the ushering, but I've, I've played the keyboard, I've played the drums, I've sang, like I am consistently committed to my church and the reason I can come up today and the reason I've discovered my purpose is because I have been consistently committed to church. God has also been consistently committed to us as people. He's been so consistently committed that when he was about to go to the cross, he had to pray. I love this. He had to pray that they be a great exchange because in that moment, he had a temptation to give up his consistent commitment to attend to his feelings. Nothing in him at that moment felt like going to the cross, but he prayed for the great exchange. What was the great exchange? Let your will be done, not my will be done. Let your will be done done. What's his will? Serving people. We are here to serve people. We're here to serve people. Let me conclude. Let me wrap it up. My biggest takeaway from today's sermon has to be be consistently committed to your church and glory is due. Uh, Believe me, There is no way you can be consistently committed to church and God not show up in your life. Believe me, there is no way you can be consistently committed to church and God not show up in your life. So, like I said, I grew up in church and I I started realizing that there's, there's one thing which I think gets people to stop being consistently committed. And this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. This is the last thing I'm addressing or talking about. One of the biggest things that stops people from being consistently committed, it has to be offense. Like when people get offended, they stop coming to church. When they just got offended by someone else, they stop coming to church. And that for a very long time bothered me because it's, it's, it's almost as if people are just living 
in unforgiveness. Like, they've, they're basically saying they've found a reason not to forgive someone else. And here's, here's my thing. You see, this, 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 this confused me for a very long time because from my understanding is because Christians live in constant forgiveness, they are supposed to be the epitome of express, expressing forgiveness. Because Christians live in the epitome of like everything we do as it pertains to God, it is on the basis that we are forgiven. And because we receive forgiveness on a constant, then it is expected of us to give out forgiveness on a constant. When you talk to God, the only reason he hears you is because he forgave you. And this is why you have to learn to forgive people. Actually, when I was preparing, this is what I wanted to say. There are two sentences I believe are one of the most powerful ways to see the power of the cross. Okay? Both these sentences have three letters. Not letters. Is it letters? No, three words. Sorry. I am sorry. Sentence number two. You are forgiven. Ladies and gentlemen, I plead with you. If you feel like you haven't forgiven someone, pray about it. If, if, hear me out. If you're listening to this and you think we've got beef, I don't think I have beef with anyone. If you think we've got beef, I'm sorry. Why am I doing all of this? It's because I appreciate, I appreciate that God has forgiven the sins I've done, the sins I'm doing, and the sins I'm about to do. All my sins are forgiven. And because I appreciate that, I appreciate that so much, I do not want to live in unforgiveness. Why? Because I'm so grateful that I'm forgiven. Hear me out. If you've got any offense and you feel like, you know, you haven't forgiven people, you feel like you're angry towards certain people, hear me out. I would like for you to forgive people. And that's not, that's not, you cannot forgive people unless you truly understand what it means to be forgiven. You cannot forgive people unless you truly understand what it means to be forgiven. Like I said, one of the biggest obstacles that stops people from consistently committing to church is offense. And for you to deal with offense, you have to truly understand what Jesus has done for you. I love you and I'll see you later. Peace. Peace.